0: Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis. This is The Catholic Podcast, where you will discover spunk and motivation to live a vibrant and transformational life as a child of God. I'm Rochelle Lucero, and I invite you to walk with me as we dive into all the things that Jesus gave us to do just that. I'm talking about the Bible, Catholic tradition, church documents, the catechism, the saints, the fathers, the doctors of the church. You name it, and I'll draw from it. You and I together, we are going to transform the world by letting Christ transform us. Hey, what's up, and welcome to another episode of the Clumsy Theosis Podcast. As you heard, my name is Rochelle Lucero, and you are in for a treat today. You are not going to be disappointed that you tuned in. Oh, man. Recently, I received a message from one of your fellow listeners who wishes to remain anonymous and I could totally accommodate that, but it's important to share with you because I don't think actually, in fact, I know they're not alone in this. So their message said, Rochelle, I love the idea of speaking God's word over my life. This is referring to the episode on prophetic declarations. So they said, I love the idea of speaking God's word over my life, but I don't know if I actually hear God's voice. I pray and I read my Bible, but how do I know if God is talking to me? What does God sound like? This is an amazing question. This is actually a very, very common question. And in fact, when I give talks in public, this is usually the most frequently asked question I receive. I receive this question probably every single time. And it's usually not during the question answer portion, you know, the public Q&A. It's normally afterwards during like the meet and greet, because I think people are embarrassed to ask this question in front of other people, especially if they're like in the faith and they're doing all the things and they're just like, I'm, I'm a good Catholic, you know, but I don't know if I hear God's voice. And I know they're not alone in this because like I said, I hear this all the time and I bring it up today because the running theme over the past few weeks has been about stepping into your authority and your supernatural inheritance and the power all that all of that brings with it when you're a child of God, right? And when you're a child of God, you have the supernatural authority and you are able to bring abundance into the world and bring the kingdom of God to heaven. And you scare the crap out of the devil when you do this. However, the key to all of that, to being able to do all of that is staying close to the source of your supernatural authority, which is God, right? Remaining close to God through prayer so that you're able to hear his voice and you can believe what he's saying to you and receive all of the blessings that he is speaking over you and you could hear where he is leading to you. But like I said, you have to be able to hear God's voice. And when it comes to hearing God's voice, I forgot something really big. I forgot to explain probably the most important part of that, which is. To answer the questions like, what does God's voice sound like? How do I know if God is even speaking to me? What do I have to do to hear God's voice? I've heard that before. Also, a very common one, something that I ask myself also is, how do I know if I'm hearing God's voice and it's not just me? All right, all of these are super common questions. And like I said, I get them all the time. So we are going to be very specific about what God sounds like. Okay, we're going to cover that. I'm going to talk about the four most popular modes in which we hear God's voice. But before I do that, I have to drop some truths on you. We cannot proceed until we accept these. All right. The first is that God wants to speak to you and he is speaking to you all the time. Sometimes I think we can get it in our mind that God is some contemplative being who's kind of like far off in the distance, just contemplating his creation. But remember, God is relational, right? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are in communion with each other. They are constantly speaking to each other. You and I, we are children of God, right? Just like Jesus, children of God. And therefore God wants relationship with us as well. So he is speaking to us. The second truth that you have to believe is that you can hear God's voice. This is not Old Testament times when only a few choice prophets were given the ability to hear God's voice. No, we have passed that. We are in a new covenant. And in fact, in John 10, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. So if you are a baptized Christian, you are now part of the flock. You are now one of Jesus's sheep. And he says that you can hear his voice. And you might be like, okay, in theory, yeah, I can hear his voice, but... Okay, I'm going to cut you off at that, but because the third truth we need to accept is that hearing God's voice does not depend on A, the holiness of the place that you're at, right? You do not need to be in a church or an adoration chapel or anything like that to hear God's voice. B, hearing God's voice does not depend on the holiness of the activity that you're doing, right? You don't have to be praying or doing something equally as holy in order to hear God's voice. Case in point, a couple weeks ago, remember, I was watching The Lion King and God was speaking to me through some child's animated movie, okay? And see, hearing God's voice does not depend on the holiness of your personal state. I have heard people say things like, I haven't prayed in a while, I'm, you know, a little removed from God so I can't hear his voice, or I'm not in a state of grace so I can't hear God's voice, or... I've sinned and I haven't been to confession, all these different things. True sin does put a barrier between us and God. It just kind of makes a little bit of a distance. That does not mean that you cannot hear God's voice. Think of St. Paul. Perfect example. St. Paul was in the height of his sin, persecuting Christians, right? When God knocked him off his horse on the road to Emmaus or sorry, the road to Damascus and uh, spoke to Paul very clearly And if I think about it right now, a lot of, you know, the really compelling conversion stories I've heard from people is that when they were in the height of their sin, they were so far removed from God. That's when they heard God call them the loudest. That's when God's voice was so obvious in their life. Okay, so no buts about hearing God's voice. You do not have to be in a holy place. You do not have to be doing a holy thing. And you do not technically even need to be in a state of holiness or a state of grace. Is it preferable to be in a state of grace? Uh, Yeah, but it it, it does not disqualify you from hearing God's voice. And the fourth truth we need to address is that God can speak in an infinite number of ways. Today, I'm only going to cover the four most common ways that we hear God's voice on a personal daily basis. But these are by far not the only ways that God speaks to us. Um, some people might also have this idea that God can only speak to us through like official means, things like sacred scripture, the traditions of the church through the magisterium of the church. And yes, he definitely does speak to us. He reveals himself through these ways, these you know three official ways, but these are not the only ways that God speaks to us. God is infinite and the ways that he is speaking are infinite as well. All right. So now that we've accepted these truths, we can move on to the juicy stuff. What does God sound like? Basically, Thomas Aquinas said that God communicates to us through our human faculties. So what does that mean? God is going to meet you where you are and you are finite and you are in a body. Okay. So in your finite bodily nature, God is speaking to you. God uses what you have in order to speak to you. Going from that in no particular order, here are the four modes that you can hear God's voice on a daily basis. The first way we hear God's voice is through seeing. We see images in our imagination. So through your imagination, God reveals images to you, moving images and stories that can begin to unfold and play out through your imagination. Now, sometimes you see images in your mind and these are your own thoughts. Yes, that's how your brain works. But other times God is moving within your imagination and you can tell it's God and not you when you are no longer guiding those thoughts in your imagination. You're no longer guiding the pictures or the images that are revealing themselves in your mind or the way that the story is playing out. It's no longer you in control. And in John 5, Jesus says that the son can do nothing for himself, but only what he sees or perceives, depending on your translation, the father doing. In the person of Jesus, God is speaking to him through mental images, just like the father speaks to Jesus through mental images. He does the same thing for you. So you can see, and you can perceive things in your mind. Now, this mental imaging that I'm talking about in your imagination, it's nothing new. I didn't just make this up. This is really old. Obviously we see God, the father doing it through the person of Jesus. We also see it in Ignatian spirituality. This is also where we get Lexio Divina you know, using images in your mind, using your imagination. And even, uh, St. Teresa of Avila was a champion of imaging prayer. She used to have her, her nuns do this. They would sit and have time of imaging prayer that she would guide them through. And then at some point, God would start to take over in the imagination. All right. So that's the first second, the voice of God can come to us through hearing. Now I'm not referring to some great booming external voice, you know, like. Hello Rochelle, this is God. No. I'm talking about the inner voice in your mind. Now, it is okay to hear voices in your mind when those voices are God's voices, okay? This is what Aquinas refers to as vox mentis, the inner voice of the mind, vox mentis. So, what does God sound like when he is using your vox mentis? The best way to hear God's voice when he is using your inner voice is to close your eyes, silence your thoughts, and then say in your mind, say to yourself your first name, your middle name, and your last name. And then listen to what that sounds like. That's the sound of your inner voice, and sometimes God's voice sounds exactly like your voice, like your vox mentis as Aquinas would put it. That means that You and I need to pay attention to what we hear in our minds. We need to get in the habit of pausing and discerning. Was that me? Right? Like, was that me speaking or was that God speaking? Because I know I speak in my mind a lot. Sometimes the things I speak in my mind come out of my mouth and they shouldn't do that. But I am one of those people that speaks a lot in my own mind And so I have gotten in a habit of pausing and discerning, wait, was that me or was that God? And if I'm not even sure, I'll ask God, was that you? Was that me? And I will know if it was me or if it was God, you know, after a little bit of practice. And again, this is nothing new. In John chapter eight, Jesus says, I'm telling you what I have seen in the father's presence and you are doing what you have heard from the father, right? So Jesus knows that his apostles are hearing the father's voice, probably because he's able to hear the father's voice in that inner voice of the mind. So don't write off or dismiss the inner thoughts that you hear cross through your brain because they could be God's voice. And I'm telling you probably at least once a day, it is God's voice. Third, bodily feelings or senses That can come over you when God is speaking to your heart. Okay. So it's like all of a sudden some sensations or some feelings accompany God's voice. So like when he is speaking to your heart, you know, he's communicating his love or his consolation or his truth in any way to your heart, your body will sense that, you know, sometimes you feel peace or sometimes you feel tension released. Sometimes you feel heat or warmth. I know when I pray over people, I feel heat or warmth coming through my body at, in those times. And I know I feel peace a lot. Like I just feel like my body like physically changes a lot. And why, why does God speak to us through the body? I think it's important to remember that God holds your body in high esteem. Your body is not a lesser value to him than any other part of you, right? God is not a Gnostic. He doesn't think... Your body is bad and your spirit is good. And so he's only going to speak to you through your spirit. No, he's going to speak to you through your body. Why do you think we believe in resurrection of the body? Because the body is important. So pay attention, especially when you're praying to the bodily sensations that you're feeling. And sometimes you can even feel like tension or tightness and stuff when you're praying. And I've known in personal experience, it's because whatever is going on in my heart or in my mind at that time, it's something that I need to bring to God. Right? He's not giving me that feeling. So, like, to make me feel bad, it's like he's just highlighting that this is not good and you can feel it in your body. So, bring it to me and let's talk about it or just surrender it to me or, you know, whatever the situation calls for. So, pay attention to your body. Four, knowing. Knowing is the last mode of experiencing God's voice that we're going to cover today. This is like a sudden input of information, right? In your intellect, you all of a sudden have information that you previously didn't have. And the best example that I've ever heard to explain this, because I've tried to talk to people about this, just like personally, like, you know, to friends or whatever. And sometimes I feel like I sound a little crazy, but encounter ministries, they say that it's like having a mental download. And it is, it's like all of a sudden, like input of information, you suddenly just know something and you don't know how you know it, but you just do. And you're even caught off guard sometimes wondering like, wow, That was like a great thought. Where did that come from? Or, oh my gosh, I now understand this thing that was super confusing to me because I have like all of these missing pieces to the puzzle that I didn't have before, but you didn't like cognitively like think each thought out. It's just all of a sudden you just know it's a mental download, right? That's because all of that information just came from the source. It just came from God. All right. So now you can see how God is speaking to you. Through your human faculties, right? You're seeing, hearing, feeling, and knowing the voice of God, right? These are the four most common ways that we hear God's voice. But again, not at all close to all of the ways that he's speaking to you. Because again, he's speaking to you in infinite ways. But it's important for you to pay attention to these four most common ways, because the more you see how God is speaking to you, the more belief that you have that he is actually speaking to you, and the more often you're going to be attentive and tuned in to God's voice throughout the day. I'm really glad that we covered this, not only because it'll help shed light on some previous episodes, but hearing God's voice is the foundation to our relationship with Him, you know, and our relationship with God is the most important thing in the Christian life. I mean, you can know all the doctrines and all the arguments for the faith. Uh, you can do all the devotions and volunteer at all the things at your parish, but it really doesn't matter if you don't have a relationship with God through prayer. And I know that can sound kind of harsh, but that's not me. That's basically what Jesus says in Matthew 7. He says, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name and perform miracles in your name? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, right? So he's like, he knows if he has a relationship with you. And that's what he's saying is what's most important on the last day. So let's do some declarations to set our minds and our hearts in a correct disposition before we end today to really pump you up and get you primed and ready for hearing God's voice. Maybe you knew all of these and you experienced all of these and maybe you didn't, but if you did know all of these, it's given you a bit of a framework so that you can explain it to other people. If you are, you know, talking to your kids or your friends, your family, or, you know, you're sponsoring someone in RCIA, you can help them in the process of prayer um, through this main point of like, what does God's voice sound like? So let's do some declarations to set our minds and our hearts in a good disposition to be able to hear the Lord today and every other day. So if you could repeat after me, I believe and declare that Jesus is my shepherd. I believe and declare that I can hear his voice. I believe and declare this is not because of anything I do, but because of who I am as a baptized child of God. I believe and declare that God is always with me, ready to have a conversation. And I believe and declare that I can talk with God and ask him questions at any time and he will answer me. Join me in thanking our donors for Clumsy Theosis. Clumsy Theosis would not be possible without the donations from listeners like yourself. Our top monthly donors get a special shout out every episode. So a special thank you goes out to Vincent, Gina, Jason, Sherry, T Rex, and Lewis. If you are interested in supporting Clumsy Theosis and helping the show get out to more people across the world, please visit the website, clumsytheosis.net. While you're there, you click the word donate in the menu. There's multiple options for you to donate. But next week, tune in. Don't forget, we are going to be talking about prayer because I feel like it's only fitting now that we've talked about the specifics of hearing God's voice. We're going to talk more about prayer to put that into practice until our next episode. Peace out. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Since you made it this far, you know what that means, right? We're like totally best friends now, (laughs) but for real though, thanks so much for spending time with me and growing in your faith knowledge and letting Christ transform you. Since you stayed this long, I'm thinking that you liked the episode. So will you do me a favor and share it with a friend or all of your friends on social media? While you're online, I invite you to check out my website, clumsytheosis.net. There you're going to find all of the things that you need, such as how to get in touch with me, how to book me as a speaker, how to find my social channels, how to sign up for our weekly email, and very importantly, this is very important, how to donate if you'd like to support the show. This show is listened to in approximately 90 countries across the globe. So if you find value in this show, please consider donating at clumsytheosis.net. Anything that you give is very much appreciated and it is super helpful. All right. Thanks again for walking with me today. Remember that we can transform the world by letting Christ transform us.